Friday, baby. We made it. Fan Morning Show, Justin Ailish, percent 590 fan. Against all odds, against the greater forces, I made it in to work today. Were you facing some adversity? Honestly, I thought this might be the time that I just no-show. Detail that adversity. It was... I'd be in a tough spot. You would be screwed. I'd be in a real tough spot. Mid-August, no Jays game to to react off of. Mm. You would be pulling stuff out of the air. I would. We're approaching... It might be like the 11th month, 11-month mark of our show. Yes. No one's not shown up. I don't want to jinx it, but like I think we're gonna get to a year. Oh, we're get. I will. I'll find a way against. As I said, all the. Do you have a backup alarm every universal day? Universal fate. No. Okay, this is what happened. Went to Chris Stapleton concert last night, and if the backstory quick is that he, Ticketmaster sends you an email about like when the set times are. Right. He was supposed to go on at nine o'clock p.m. So I'd like to get there a little bit early because he okay. had an opener or two. Um, I like to get there. And a little... You're a big music freak. I like music. I'm love just not, dis- not a freak. You're lo- a freak. <laughs> love discovering the next wave of talent. Anywho, so I head down to Bud Stage around seven forty-five. Get through the gates and Chris Stapleton's on the stage performing Ooh. an hour and fifteen minutes before we were told. So it's Sorry, a, give me that time again. How deep into 745, the... 7.45. And he's he was supposed on? to be 9.30 9 or 9? 9 p.m. Okay. So I'm, oh my God, sprinting through bed stage to get on the lawn, just elbowing people in the face. What happened? You didn't check your email? They didn't send an updated email. Wow. Justin, of course I would have checked my email. I knew there was File a storm a coming. I No, no, it's all good. It ends up fine. I knew there was a storm coming. If you looked at the sky, it was like ominous all night. Anywho, so I get there. I probably missed one or two songs. No big deal. Get on there. Enjoy the rest of the night. He keeps, he's like, you know what? I'm going to play until we cannot play anymore. We'll do our encore. Like they played their best songs kind of early on. And then, you know, we'll, we'll play until we can't play. So he ends around 940, which is pretty good. So, you know, at that point, like he's going as far as he can. And then it's, and it's going to be get chaos. the hell out of there. It's going to be, it's the, the night is going to descend into chaos. You, yes. The second that the lights went off, it was like, get out of here. Everyone was sprinting off the lawn and, it, it started spitting five minutes after that. So whoever works in the meteorology department at Bud Stage should get a raise because <laughs> they left you a five-minute buffer, okay. and it was perfect in terms of getting everybody on their way yeah. out, but you can't escape that building. Like, I honestly think if you were the fire marshal, you need to check out the exit routes because I said this last time I went to a concert, it's dangerous. You cannot yeah. exit more than a It's dangerous of a without snail. Armageddon approaching. So... I, the sky's open. Like, it is something I've never experienced before. Legitimate monsoon hurricane rain. And I had a poncho, shout out Dollarama, that thing held on for dear life. And if you looked at my Instagram stories, it was honestly like nothing I've experienced before. Just a downpour. And I'm working my way across like strawn avenue and there's cars honking it was like the apocalypse was happening i've never never experienced rain like that before and first of all i braved that survived it lightning striking the sky just booming crashing it was frightening anyway with my friends we're just running 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 i get home take a little bunky out i'm like you better not have to spend some time out here just a quick one and I'm like ready to go to bed. It was 10 p.m., like the quickest concert, earliest night ever. I go to plug my phone in. This is where part two of the story gets nerve-wracking. Plug my phone in. 
which is an iPhone, which I thought were somewhat waterproof. And it says the following, liquid detected, charging not available because liquid has been detected in the lightning connector, disconnect and allow the connector to dry. At this point, I have like low power mode on. Battery is dying. I have no backup alarm. And I just thought to myself, just... Jesus, take the wheel. I'm either getting up in the morning and this alarm's working or the uh, phone dies overnight and Justin does the show by himself and probably rocks it. And, uh, it. and it went off this morning and I'm real low on battery and I can't charge it. Oh, so you just... You, it's just you, hanging you, on by you your thread. You did hang on to whatever you had left. Yeah. Which so, is pretty impressive. Did you like close all your apps oh yeah, of and course. Like do all that? I do that anyway. I'm not psychopath with 40 apps open yeah so i have no apps on the brightness down low power mode okay i turned off all the updates i'm like don't do anything tonight just exist and i got here fine there you go so anyway i braved multiple elements to come here and talk to our lovely listeners at friday morning baby now part two of this is you have to try to recover your phone i guess yes is it it, uh, due for a rice bath uh, yeah it does and then obviously i don't have rice just in my, what do you mean, obviously? Who doesn't well, have rice? I mean, obviously, the fact that a thousand people are like, put it in rice, dummy. I'm like, oh, I've never heard that a before. A thousand people? You're texting a thousand no, people just, when you... No, you, I put story on my Instagram, everyone DMing me. Anyway. Oh, you had enough juice for an Instagram story. Yeah, because I said, I had to have the public know that I, if I didn't show oh, up, this cover, is why. you covered your I covered bases my bases. So if you didn't see me this morning, you could have been like, oh yeah, Eilish did mention that her phone had 10% of battery. Now, is this a lesson to maybe have a backup plan? Yeah, for sure. Someone goes, go buy an alarm clock. Yeah, sure, sure. I'll go at 11 p.m. to my local hey, alarm clock field, store. Fielding responses. You were uh, maybe you were uh, trying lap, maybe you were trying laptop. to drain the battery just a little no, bit. No, no, it was on my oh, laptop. laptop. Anyway, is I, there no you can, alarm yes, on the laptop? You can set. You can go and set an alarm option on your laptop. But I didn't even do that, Justin. I wow. believed in the power of this iPhone 12, and it made it. Wow. Today I'll have to do some, you know finagling i might have to go to it and say help i wouldn't trust the laptop because anytime i try to do anything like set a screen screen saver and it just just goes to sleep anyway i know there's a way to figure it out people and i would have but i didn't need to because i trusted in it okay but it might moving forward i might have to this was a busy night it was but you also met someone i know yes this that's part one of the story part two is my brother is at the concert um and i'm like oh come find me whatever on the lawn and uh he was a little late because he thought Chris Stapleton was going out at 9 p.m. And so he's walking around the lawn and it's like... Naturally. Just, to... The only people who missed the email were the four of ours. <laughs> there was no email, Justin. Check your spam. I will show you my every email ever okay, okay, received okay, yeah, in my inbox. Yeah, yeah, okay. And nobody knew because people were pouring in at 9, 10. Anyway, I'm looking for Jordan. I see this man that might be seven heads taller than anybody that ever walked the face of the earth. He's a big guy. I'm like, that guy's really tall. And my brother's staying beside him. So, oh my God, like Jordan, flag him over. He comes over. We're we're chatting. Oh, Jordan, good to see you. I meet this gentleman, this fella. And we spend the next, you know, 30 minutes watching the show. Anyway, it comes up where I asked how they met. They met at the Adelaide Club, like little bougie Mm. Jordan. And I said, oh, you play squash with Jordan? Because Jordan's a big squash guy. And he's like, oh no, but I do play hockey. I play with your co-host, Justin, on the Swinging Ducks. And I'm like, Oh my God, shut up, Chris Stapleton. This is way more important. Presence of greatness. And I was with a champion last night, a former teammate and line mate of yourself. Yes. Terry. Versatile guy. Former line mate. Then goes to the blue line for the playoffs because, yeah. you know, he's he's he had that versatility. I tried to get a scouting report from him, but he wouldn't budge on much info on you. I don't know why. 
he said that we had a, we had a couple of real successful games as line mates. I'm surprised he didn't gush about what I gave from the center ice position. I think he was just didn't want to pump enjoy, your tires too much. Just enjoying the music. Is that, yeah, is it was, that was going an on? incredible concert. Probably he's shouldn't be having freak. full he's conversations. He's a freak too. He's a music freak as well. Yeah, well, just music freaks. I got to see a real life swinging duck who was the tallest human I've ever encountered. Probably the most imposing duck. I was going to say, like, what's he like on the ice? This guy is honestly seven feet tall. He was a lightning rod at one he point. He can I'm pick like, up a minor penalty or two. I was like, I can't stand beside this guy because if lightning strikes, it's hitting him. The reach is his greatest weapon. Is he like Chara Hard to, out hard there? to go around him. Chara? Chara, yeah. Yeah. Big guy, big stick. We met we met a swinging duck. They do exist. They do exist, I've yes. met one of 20 or two of now, three was ball baller on the team? Oh yeah. So I've met That's the line. I've met oh you my met God. the you met I the met full the second top line. line of the second swinging line, ducks. Line, uh, why aren't you a top line? Uh, who's better than you? Role player. Uh, anyway. Maybe it's a scenario. Shout out thing. ducks, man. Like that was fun. Good the night. Ducks, the ducks are uh, they're buzzing. That would have been swimming like a duck down the road to try to get into the office this it morning. It is fitting you met a duck on a, on a night where there's Could've a monsoon. Been better. He Could've probably been. just swam away. <laughs> I couldn't find him after the show ended, so he was probably <laughs> floating somewhere. somewhere. Yeah, definitely. Anywho, it's my story. I made it in. Life's good. So there you go. Great. It's a good night. Uh, now you can go again tonight to it, see the full it, set. It was perfect because no Blue Jays last night, so good timing to go um, see a concert because didn't have to go do Jays and Thirty. Uh, they are back in action against the Cincinnati Reds on the road, six forty tonight. So you did miss though an important rehab start. For one Boba Shack. Exactly. So I would probably have been sitting watching the Buffalo Bisons. You would have. Yes. Guaranteed. Uh, but With I, your Bisons gear on. <laughs> I do have a Bisons gear, I actually. Know you yeah. Do. I should I should have been wearing that while Bo was doing his rehab starts. You should have, yes. Missed Anywho, opportunity. The big news and the most anticipated news was that Bo Bichette will be back, folks. He will be in the Blue Jays lineup on Saturday, so the era of Paul DeYoung. Post-Bo. Post-Bo. Non-Bo. We can just erase that from Hopefully, nightmares right? and start anew. And, uh, you know, obviously he's ready. He's he, you know, he broke the news himself that he's going to be there Saturday in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he said there. I don't know if he said in the lineup. Either way, we do have the clip. We could we could, we could throw to Bo if we needed to. Let's throw to Bo. Let's throw to Bo. Let's throw to Bo. Let's throw to Bo. Um, I should be flying out tomorrow to Cincinnati and uh, <laughs> um, be in the lineup on Saturday, I think. In the lineup. I he think, said though, he coached line. it a little bit. Well, because he just, you never know. The plane could get stuck in this monsoon. <laughs> yeah, like, he's got to give a little bit of... That is true. That is true. No, uh, we're joking. The expectation, obviously, Bo Bichette back Saturday this weekend, which is really, really important. And it's really important that he showed that they're not... Well, maybe they're rushing him a little bit, mm-hmm. but he doesn't feel like he's been rushed because he's been ultra-productive at the AAA level in these rehab starts, which is great. So we're getting the bow. Bow looks ready. It's all good. He had a home run last night, so he he's real ready. He also feels like, I don't know, may, this might be not pandering, but it's like, hey, say the right thing you, if you if you know enough to say the right thing in the moment. But he was like kind of showing some maturity too. He's like, yeah, I work hard for these guys because I remember what it was like to be at this level. So I gave it my all. Like not everyone would even be like cool with being at AAA, right? And Bo goes and he's... You know, he's he has that sort of attitude. Maybe, but I guess it's different because he's there because he knows it's a short stint to get better to go. But like I it's suppose, different but from I, Manoa I feel like someone, or someone that's like, oh, I hate this. <laughs> I, I know it's a, it's a thing that you see more in baseball. But, like, it, it feels like 
some guys would think that's below them. Oh, I don't need a 100%. rehab start. Just throw me out there when I I'm ready. I definitely agree with that. And it, it seemed like Bo, you know, maybe even picked up some perspective from this <laughs> this short little stint at Buffalo. Maybe I'm making too much out of it, but it just seems like the adult in the room is coming back to the Blue Jays because he's the Blue Jays adult as well, which is important. He's the guy who's been who showed that maturity who's been that ultra serious guy and maybe he's been too serious at times and maybe it's kind of rubbed people the wrong way or maybe the contract thing whatever it's been this has been the best version of both this year in every facet and Mm -hmm. to get him back to the lineup into the lineup means you actually have a Blue Jays team that resembles a postseason team and that is needed here for the last six weeks of the year so the fact that he's coming back the fact that he's performing at such a high level even at albeit a triple a level it's just like a big sigh of relief can be let out. And I think that happened across Blue Jays Nation last night. And I, I don't think it's a stretch to say when Bo gets back in the lineup tomorrow that it's going to, I don't know, maybe give a boost to this team. It's been an 8-7 and seven run without Bo. Uh, and tonight they have one more game without him. And it hasn't been the most inspiring offensive performances. There's been massive defensive lapses. And we know we can get into that and it got games that could have been won and should have been one, and without your star players, it could it can get, I don't know, low energy can get, it could, it, it could weigh on you a bit. So Bo back in the lineup tomorrow night, I think that certainly can give this team a little boost, right? You got your all-star player. You got your best player on your team back. You're about to go on a massive stretch of important games. You got the Reds, and you got the Orioles next week. Like, you don't think that they've circled these games coming up as must-wins. They've got Cleveland. It, it, like there's There's big games ahead, and you want to have your roster looking the best it is. You got Jordan Romano back. It looks like you might have Chad Green soon. You're going to have um, Chapman and Kiermaier on the men. All we of these think. guys. So think if you're in that locker room and you start seeing more and more guys getting back to full health, I, I, I can certainly think that it's going to give you an extra boost. Like, hey, let's do this. Like, let's make this next month, these, these 40 remaining games. Let's do something good here. You see the Rays are faltering. You know the Yankees suck. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think you look around and you bring a little extra gear. Yeah, uh, I agree with you 100%. You mentioned the record 8-7. and seven. Uh, It is important, I guess, that they were able to tread water, maybe do slightly better. I guess 8-7 and seven for a team that wants to go to the playoffs over a 15-game stretch mm-hmm. is treading water at best. Uh, but our guy, Nick Ashbourne, uh, yes. uh, sportsnet.ca, wrote a great article yesterday sort of outlining exactly what they lost mm-hmm. over the two weeks that they were out were, without Bo Bichette. And I guess with his tabulations, with his mathematics, that uh, he, he came to the conclusion that his loss in the 15 games of going from Bichette to DeYoung was worth 1.4 wins. Mm. And, you know, that seems like a lot over the course of a 15 game stretch. I mean, I guess if you're a if you're a one win player over the over 15 game samples, we're talking about MVP stuff. Yeah. But it's not just what Bo is above average, it's what DeYoung is below average. And if you combine those two things, yeah, it's been a pretty sizable discrepancy between what you've gotten at that shortstop position since July 1st. He writes Six hits, two runs, three RBI, zero home runs. Bichette's 15-game average would be 20.4 hits, so Mm. 14-hit difference. 7.1 runs, so sizable difference there. 8.4 RBI, a little less of a difference. And two and a half home runs or 2.4 home runs. So it's just been a... It's been a black hole. It's been your best hitter all of a sudden being your ninth hitter bottom of... Like, that changes Mm -hmm. what your lineup looks like 100%. And the fact that they've lost three one-run games over the course of those 15 games would suggest if you spread out those 1.4 wins 
or the 14 runs that 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 equates to that his loss or his absence could be even more drastic than that. Like if you had Bichette over these 15 games where you're losing a couple one-run games or really close games against Cleveland and you're dropping other games that could have been winnable, like it, it, it is a pretty sizable impact here. And the way these games gone have gone would indicate that, yeah, this Bichette loss has been worth at least one loss, mm-hmm. maybe more. And where is that going to land at the end of the year? Is it going to cost you in a race where you don't hold the tie break and you're nip tuck right now with the Seattle Mariners team? Like it, it's been a costly two week stretch here, 100% despite the plus, uh, plus 500 record, but they need him back because they can't continue to do this. You can't continue over 15 games to lose 1.4 wins. That is going to cost you in the end if it was going to extend for any period of time. So Bo Bichette getting back, eliminating that from the equation, it is paramount for this team. And that's why it's such a big deal that he's coming back this weekend. It is not far from our memory of the Blue Jays missing the postseason by one game. Yes. They sat there on their bench and they watched the Red Sox, I believe, that needed to lose or win. I forget how that one went. In game 182, waiting to find out. They left it to someone else. They left it to someone else. So this is 1.4 wins. Let's say one win, one and a half wins even. Maybe two. Maybe two. You miss the postseason. You miss an opportunity to play in a better wild card spot, whatever, because of a stretch like this. It's going to be tough. And it's not all on Paul DeYoung's shoulders. Obviously, as you mentioned, like we're looking at two comparing two shortstop um, and their war. But you're right. Like it's not. Well, yeah, and the reason why DeYoung here because Espinal hadn't been able to do right. the job that you thought so he was going to be able to do. It's kind of like a there's shared blame. Like uh, maybe 100%. maybe if everybody could also you know hit a bit more. Also, and management score more that runs, went out and like, got Paul DeYoung sure. when when you know maybe, it, this team always needed a bat, and you're just like, oh, sure. we'll get the we'll get the real low level replacement level, not even yeah. Bo Bichette, and that's that's it's what their chosen route was. Offensive stretch of his seven year career. So like. This isn't, he's currently in the midst of his worst stretch of his entire career. he's expendable. Yeah. And so, you know, maybe it seems like, oh, that's the worst time to have that. It sure is. But it's not like he was, you know, a full-on disaster before, but he has certainly become one in the last stretch. And it's not, it's a terrible time for it. I have no idea why that's happening with Paul DeYoung. I just can't even start to unpack. It just, it's... Hard watch. It's hard yeah, to watch. I mean, we don't know the history. We knew we know he was an expendable asset. We know it wasn't anything to be overly excited about. Mm-hmm. I guess we learned yesterday, or we didn't know the extent to which it's cost the Blue Jays. Yeah, no and, and with Nick's writing on Sportsnet.ca, which you should check out, mm-hmm. uh, we kind of have a better idea. Yeah. So it's we got to turn the page on that if the Blue Jays are going to be a playoff team. And we kind of knew that already, right? Mm-hmm. You're not going to run out those lineups for six no. weeks and expect to get in. But that's when you look around and like you elevate. If you're missing Austin Matthews, for an extended stretch like you can't continue to play at the same level or below you have to look around and be able to shoulder the load of your superstar not being in the lineup nobody really did that except for Whit Merrifield and Kevin Biggio right that's not enough Springer bounced back a little bit sure but yeah I agree the article's called estimating the cost of Bichette's absence from the Blue Jays lineup it is great Nick Ashbourne posted it yesterday uh, it's on our main page on sportsnet.ca um, I cannot calculate any of that stuff so thank you for him for doing it yeah, thanks to Nick. Good uh, did you did you lump me in there? You spoke fast there, because I don't deserve any credit. Nick does. Did you that, that was all provided for you. Yes, from Nick. I did find it though. I, yeah, it's right on our main page. I'm like the Santiago Espinal of this, <laughs> where it's just like a little bit. I don't think you want to be that. 
No, I don't. But, no, I, don't. but I might be. You don't. Uh, so, yeah, Blue Jays, Reds tonight. Um, it looks like it's Jose Barrios tonight on the mound. And it does look like the Reds haven't named a starter, so they might be doing an opener and a bullpen day. So what a great time to capitalize on getting a win early in the series and maybe a lighter opponent on the mound when you don't have Bo Bichette in because tomorrow, obviously, they're getting back into their swing of things and it'll be a tougher team to play against. So you win a game with an opener without Bo Bichette to start off a three-game series. Sounds like a perfect way uh, to kick off this. Doing Bo a solid would be nice. Get one victory. And doing bring Barrios back, a bring solid. Bring him back to a winning lineup. Doing Do Barrios, Barrios a solid, solid by, you know, scoring more than two runs. Yeah, be, it'd be, it would be nice if, uh, you know, a starter would receive that treatment every now and then. <laughs> it would certainly be nice. Um, okay, we'll tee that up further in the show. We have Ben Shulman on at seven. Alex Faust? Faust? Faust. I believe it's Faust. 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 Uh, Apple TV. Um, tonight is an Apple TV game, so you won't be able to catch it on Sportsnet television, but we always have it on Sportsnet. Uh, yes, we can get it on Sportsnet.ca slash 590, and of course here on Sportsnet 590, the fan, as it is an Apple TV broadcast. Um, you'll have to watch it on Apple TV, and Alex Faust will be calling it for <laughs> Apple TV. You nailed it. Yeah. There you go. Um Later in the show, we will chat with them. We also have Sophie Schmidt on. Obviously, the Canadian national team uh, fell short at the World Cup. She's been outwardly, outwardly spoken about changes that they as an organization want and are going to work on. She's retired from the national team, as we know, um, her final game at the FIFA World Cup. It was emotional. We did get a chance to chat with her yesterday, so we will play that at 7.30. It's really great. Um, good to hear from her because she's been a staple on this team for a very long time and although she's retiring from the team on the pitch, she will be very much a uh, part of the progress that they're hoping to make uh, moving forward. We did get some Toronto Raptors news yesterday though. Mm-hmm. Um, capitalizing on the quiet time, the NBA decided to announce their uh, upcoming schedules for this season. Um, I know I saw some teams doing like fun schedule releases where they have the fun videos and Raptors just posted it on their Instagram. Right, here you go. Oh, I didn't expect some uh, Raptors social shade from you today. No, no, I'm just saying. Sometimes simple is good. Simple is good. You just click it and read it. So we're all it. getting vacations in the yeah, summer. Yeah, no, right? no, I'm not shading them whatsoever. Um, but if you, there are some funny ones out there. Uh, Raptors will open their season against the visiting Minnesota Timberwolves on October 25th. Full schedule is out now. It's the Darko Ryakovich era. It is. It is going to be um, an interesting season ahead. They, a couple notes from the schedule release. The Raptors only have one national TNT game this mm-hmm. year. One. Some teams have eight. Some teams have five. The Raptors have one, along with the following teams that they've grouped into the must-watch era, must-watch ability with the Raptors. The Hornets, the Pistons, mm-hmm. the Rockets, the Pacers, the Magic, the Blazers, the Raptors, and the Wizards. Those are the teams that have one national TV game. I mean, obviously, it's not like the NWL. We are also the one Canadian team up here. But the last time they had a national TV game... I don't think it's about being Canadian. I think it's about being a team oh, yeah. that uh, doesn't really have much to no, offer. No, I understand that too. But I'm giving them a little bit of grace because this is a TNT United States national broadcast as well. Okay. Um, they did start 2-30. and 30. Remember that? 2-30 for 30 yes. in their last national TV game. Was that the... No, they had way more than one last... Not way more. They had a couple. I think they had two or three. Two this or is three? This is the... 
lowest amount of U.S. national team, national team, U.S. national television broadcast that the Raptors have had in a decade. Yeah, I need to see a bar graph, just a straight decline. It goes since I'll, 2019, I'll at least, or oh, 2020. To the ground. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, you, less get, you get what you, to me, you get what you deserve. Like, mm-hmm. I understand that the Raptors are not a massive sell uh, south of the border. Uh, I don't know what the ratings were in 2019, but I'm sure it wasn't like, hey, we're so excited about you know, a team. People that were like frustrated that it was a Toronto Canadian one, 100%. team. 100%. Uh, so, if they're going to have an excuse, which was provided to them by the Toronto Raptors, who've decided to mm-hmm. be. Mid. N- not even, yeah, j- mid, exactly. This is the mid. season of mid. I was going to say directionless. Mid. Mid is better. Mid, I can't think of a more mid team, like legitimately when yeah. I look at an NBA roster, that they're going to go for that mid-season tournament. And you rhyme. <laughs> yeah. That's the, is it the, that's the ceiling. It should be called from, the mid-season. Mid- <laughs> <laughs> Let's start calling it the mid-season well, we'll tournament. We'll see who wins it. It'll be like, it might turn into the mid-season tournament uh, uh, pretty quickly. Um, but yeah, they're in the right group. Like I would say, uh, the average NBA fan wants to see more Indiana than Toronto. Of course. It's just funny. That Maybe not Charlotte and Detroit, but um, there's a couple teams in there that are more appealing, at least to the, the average NBA fan. For sure. And it's very that fitting that we're in that group. Does everyone get one, like an all-star game? Yeah, I think you all have to get one. You have to get one. It's just like you get to bring someone from the Arizona Coyotes on to yeah, the all-star Clayton game. Keller. We're yeah. the Clayton Keller now. We are the Clayton the Kellers. This is tough. Wow. It's okay because um, we decided to find some positivity in all this. And we're going to draft the top five games that we would want to attend with courtside seats, so like you know, you're not just up in the rafters, but you're you're down there embracing, enjoying the action. You get to like witness it at a deeper level mm-hmm. than just like, hey, I'm up there. No, you're you know, in it. Nosebleeds watching Jokic. You're very much invested in this game, and we're gonna draft those. Um, one note: when I looked at the schedule, that made my anxiety spike. 12 of 14 games on the road from late December to mid-January, which is a long, long stretch of time, which we've seen many times. And then this one, six straight road games leading up to the trade deadline. What should be the trade line? Hey, that might spur on the action you and I were clamoring for last year. That's though. it. Doesn't it sound Tough familiar? Schedule? Is it like, is it a, when is the trade deadline? Do you have it? It was February 10th or 9th last year. So if you look at that part of the schedule, I believe it's like their West Coast road trip, right? Like, I think okay. it's like, okay. you know, uh, Golden State, Lakers, Clippers. I believe it's that part of the schedule, but six straight road games right to the trade deadline. Do you just leave some guys there? You say, hey, you know what? Bring an extra bag. Just like this is exactly. Yeah, Gary what, Trent had the extra bag. This well, is he didn't actually, well, we, we were, made we that were up. joking about but him bringing an extra this bag. This was exactly what happened last year. A lengthy road trip, right? When all the drama and all the conversations are going to be percolating here, who's staying, who's going, who's jumping on the charter, and who's not. Once again, all those games are on the West Coast. So, just interesting notes that I uncovered while looking at the schedule. Okay. Uh, no, the, we did. Uh, you mentioned one national TV game. It's not at home. It is against Nick Nurse in Philadelphia. You've probably picked the right game. Yeah. I think Unless they wanted to come up to Toronto once. No, I don't think so. I mean, the Raptors do host the 76ers, so they could have done that. But the Nick Nurse storyline, if you're going to build it's one, be good. it is that one. That's uh, the one to So choose. we're going to draft the games that we... Yes, we're going to go uh, snake draft, back and forth. Back and forth. Okay. Uh, well, I guess it's not straight snake draft for two people. Um, back and forth draft the games that you would like to see the most if you were courtside and got an opportunity to really be in the action. Yeah, you get to have like one of the, your premier viewing experience. 
And of course, this is a pipe dream and no way we would ever get one, let alone 10. I went to one courtside game. You did. And it was Stapleton vibes, monsoon, but a fire. It it was the fire game that didn't even complete with fans. We had to leave before halftime. And my one time ever courtside experience right beside the Raptors bench, I was on the bench. I literally could touch them. I was in the the huddle. Honestly, that's one of the worst bounces ever. It is the worst bounce ever. Those are like legendary tickets that you never get. So what happened with the refund situation? There? None. Nothing? None. None. I didn't they, obviously did, did pay they for, not play I the rest of the game? What happened to the game? I forget. Everybody left and they played the rest of the game with an empty stadium. Are you serious? Yes, Justin. I went to no a bar com- and watched no it. I was compensation. Pissed. You no. had no compensation. Well, I didn't pay for the tickets. The person got no compensation. Nope. That is It's pretty garbage. Like at least but half I had off. the greatest two almost half a game there on the bench. I was loving I, life. Yeah, I bet. Anyway. Oh, I can't complain. I got to sit courtside for half a game. I know you can complain. I think I can complain a little bit. Anyway, so this time you get the full game, all right? Let's put that in as a as a asterisk. So you get the full game experience, courtside. I'll let you go first, Justin. What's your first You're overall draft You're letting me go pick? first? Yeah. Okay, so it, it's not... It, the, some of the special nature of this does... Uh, is lost because they are already uh, have the reunion. Mm. But I'm doing the Fred reunion. Yeah, that's I'm my doing Fred. One too. I'm doing Fred, February 9th, Houston Rockets, visit the Toronto Raptors. Mm-hmm. I think from a viewing experience, you'll hear chirping and buddy-buddy, and I, I feel like it'll offer the most as a Raptor fan in that a legend of the franchise. Can we call him that? Is he a legend of the franchise? Yes. Yeah, he's a legend of the franchise. You have what you had with the NBA Finals. You had those moments. You are one of the guys who's authored some of the greatest moments mm-hmm. for this this team, and you come back. You're going to be honored. You're going to be celebrated. You're going to see it if it's up close and personal at a different level, something yeah. that only few people would be able to witness. So Fred's return is the number one more so than anything else. So that is my number one. It if I certainly had to was the number one pick for me as well. Um, obviously, the game ops itself will be pretty incredible like, to see him come back, to see all that stuff up close and personal. You'll see the emotion on him. I'm sure they'll honor him some way on the court beforehand. Maybe some sort of, you know, gift. I think there'll be a lot that goes into Fred's return. That would be the one I'd want to be sitting courtside for, for sure. And you know, that'd be a star-studded game. Like, there will be some superstars famous celebrities mm-hmm. that will be there. It'll be, that's the game to go to. That's February 9th. The only thing hurts it is if Pascal is traded at some point. If, if that's the for trade deadline, reason. that game. Is it? I'm almost well, they, 100% oh, it, so sure. So it might be the first after the deadline. It's either. So yeah, that, that does oh, hurt it a little bit. Because wow. if it's like barren wasteland for the Raptors, which who knows if they get to that point. Masai they might be buying again. Apparently refuses to get to Yeah, maybe, maybe they maybe reacquire they, Fred. Maybe they <laughs> reacquire Fred, Fred on February yeah. 8th and he comes back and pl- Oh my God. Maybe that's you it. You heard that here first. This but, is Oracle stuff. <laughs> yeah, but if they do tear down and it's like, oh, Fred doesn't even recognize Who's, he's like who's playing against team. Grady Dick, and he's like, like, I don't oh, really there's care Scotty about Barnes, and do I really like Scotty? Like, did we? Are we friends? Like, there's there was something there, right? Uh, so maybe yeah. maybe it's not as special if the Raptors just don't have anyone Man, who was around him. That game is a big one, him. but All it's right. definitely Fred number. That's one. the best game of the year, <laughs> which okay. is kind of sad. Um, no, that's not sad. It's 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 nice. It's nice. It's so much harder now once that one's off the board. But um, I'll go with March 31st. Uh, Jamal Murray and the champion. Oh, is it March 31st? Uh, no, sorry. I don't believe it is. Sorry, it's December 20th. I don't December know where 20th, March yeah. 31st came from. I was from. like, I don't have March 31st no, sorry, on my December list. December 20th. Whoa. Yes. Just blacked out. Jamal Murray and the champions in town, December 20th. Um, you know, it's not Fred Van Vliet, but 
that's going to be a, a team with high expectations. They're the defending champs. There's Canadian connection. We want to see this guy back on the court. Um, it's not often that you get to see a defending champ come back to ever to play your team uh, once a year type thing. So December 20th will be certainly uh, my first pick behind mm. Fred. Um, Christmas time, excitement. That's in nice. The, the Christmas vibe you know, is it'll nice. Be, like, it'll be a fun, jolly situation yeah. there. Might be off work. Maybe take it, you know. It could be, be off work. We'll see. But that, I think I, I would like to see that. You know, these superstar team. I don't know. What else and, you want? And, and the benefit of that one is you can boo Jamal Murray. <laughs> you can heckle him. The only thing is that a Wednesday you, night. You can you can say, hey, Jamal, you're the reason why Canada's not at the Olympics. You don't want to do that? I think I'll probably keep my mouth shut if I'm okay. courtside and not chirp Jamal Murray, but I'll be there. Sorry, I'm a little bitter. Okay, what's your next pick? That was number five on my list. I, I'm getting all the returns. Uh, Nick Nurse returns yeah. to Toronto on October 28th. Uh, again, it's <laughs> it's like clinging to the past here, but if something's going to be more than just a basketball game, I guess you know Nick Nurse's return, uh, his interaction with the players, his tribute, because there's got to be a tribute. Nick Nurse, despite you know how it ended, is going to always be a legend in this city for taking uh, the Raptors to a championship and winning it. So Philly's first appearance in Toronto is mm-hmm. October 28th. Nick Nurse is returning. You got to see Joel Embiid as well. Maybe Pink. James Harden, actually. He promised that we wouldn't. So probably not James Harden. There'll but be some drama around that game. Philly's always interesting. And, and Nick Nurse, of course, adding to this rivalry by switching sides. That's a big one for me. Philly, Nick Nurse, October 28th. Yeah, that's a, that is a must-see. Um, I'm going to go with February 12th, the Spurs and Victor Wembanyama. Yeah, that was my next one. His first appearance here in the city, uh, he is as tall as your friend Terry on the Swinging Ducks. Um, it will be If I'm courtside and I have to look up, I might need a neck brace afterwards if I'm watching Victor Wembanyama run up and down the court and I'm looking up, like when you sit in the front row of an IMAX movie, that's yeah, what it's yeah. going to be like sitting on courtside trying to look at Victor Wembanyama. Like prepare yourselves because it's going to be a spectacle. So his first game is obviously like, People are saying a generational talent, the best ever draft in any sport in the history of the world is what we're hearing about Victor Wembanyama. So why would you not want to see his debut game in Toronto? Uh, That is February 12th against the Spurs. So that will be my next pick. Uh, that's the right pick for sure. It's getting a little scarce now. Like in terms yeah. of like one one player you want to see, that was like, the number one. Are you one. going Lowry in the heat next? Like, I am not. Are you just running through I'm like... I'm kind of over that. Yeah, I, I was going to say. Fred Fred soaked all that up for yeah. me. You're going to go three returns? No, I'm going to go with a very personal pick and just go, uh, you know, the Oklahoma City Thunder March in town. March 22nd. March 22nd. I knew you'd My guy, a Canadian hero, a guy who cares about representing this country. I'm going pretty hard on Jamal Murray this God, morning. But you it, hate Jamal Murray. I know, I just, it's, it's bothering but me more and more now. Okay. Like, I get it. It's what everyone get does. But I thought you were a little different, and you're not. But Shea is different. Shea is that guy. Shea cares about going to an Olympics and wants to get his team there. Oh, by the way, yeah, uh, he led the team to a victory in overtime mm-hmm. over Spain at a World Cup tune-up yesterday. He's that guy. He's that guy for me. Shea Gilgis-Alexander is the most, the player we should have the most pride in who's going to be playing for Canada because he is our best player and he cares maybe the most, which is an important thing. Shea Gilgis-Alexander in the Oklahoma City Thunder, March 22nd. It's my third pick. Do you think he could run by you without you saying, I love you, Shea? Uh, I don't think he could. And I'd be there early to see the fit on the way in like it's the full meal deal for wow. me and Shea. Okay. Um, yeah, it is getting scarcer at the picks, but I'm going to go opening night. <laughs> I was like, what do we get to the home opening? Opening night, um, October 21st versus Minnesota. Um, you know what? It's a new chapter. It's some debuts of some Raptors we've never seen before. It's a new coach. It's a new vibe. 
opening night's always fun. I've been to almost, I think, every opening night um, wow. in the last little while. Just Look at you. I don't know. I went last year. I definitely went the year before. Um, then it was a pandemic. I don't know what happened before the pandemic. It's like a new life. It is, yeah. Um, I can't really think that far back. Um, but I've definitely gone to the last couple. And it's fun. On opening night, there's so much extra added. I don't know. Pizzazz. Timberwolves just not sexy. It's not, it's but tough. that could be a win then. Like, let's yeah. go. You start things off right. You don't think about last year. It's a blank canvas. You have a new vibe and an energy. There's no bad blood yet. Opening night. I could see myself sitting there courtside. That's a star-studded event. Yeah, yeah, you're an opening night. That's uh, it. You know, you get a little fit pick off and you're good. It, it definitely helps too with the courtside vibe because it'll be a little extra oh, on yeah. opening night. Yeah, you get Drake's to see there. all the intros. Drake will be like, you, there's some guarantees built into opening night, even if yes. it is the Timberwolves. This is when it gets real yeah, tough. Yeah, we're just, just throwing darts okay, at I'm, a wall. I'm stretching here, but let's say the, the in-season or the mid-season tournament becomes something. And it's like, wow, I was there for the start of the midseason tournament. <laughs> Shut up. Which was, it's, it's the greatest thing in basketball. Now, it means more than the Larry OB. God, who went, Justin. Who was courtside for the first ever in-season tournament game for the Toronto Raptors? You. I was. Because the Boston Celtics are in town on a Friday night for the in-season tournament. That's a pretty good game anyway. And I'm clinging to a potential narrative or hope that it becomes something. And I could say, tell children and their children that their guy was there. The I first was there. ever championship crowning no, the start, moment. The yeah, first but you get to see it. taken towards. So should we take the last game as our next one? No. No, but I'm there on uh, November 17th versus Boston. Okay, I actually have two more left, so this might work out for me. Uh, LeBron and the Lakers, April 2nd. It is, you know, the final could be. That's, yeah, well, that's the, a good... the final stretch for LeBron James. We can say that. Maybe not the final season, but the final stretch here. And he's still able to put up some good performances. He loves oh, yeah. Toronto. He was here for Carabana. He loves it here. He loves the city. I think he brings a massive following of celebrities, of fanfare. People want to see LeBron James before he retires. So, Certainly on April 2nd, that would be one I'd love to see. Your courtside, LeBron's running up and down the court. He's, you know, he's a... He's, a legend to watch. And if you get a chance to see him that close I in your own city, I would definitely put that on my bucket list. Yeah, I've never seen LeBron James uh, in the flesh uh, on a basketball court. Mm. So I didn't even, t- I was talking to Gunnar about this. Saw so him at Yorkdale or, or uh, Yorkville. What? You know how people were lining up at Yorkville? You were lining up like a little nerd. No, I was just. You wa- asked him I, for I an li- autograph. I was just walking by and I was like, oh, there's LeBron James. Yeah. I Like no plans for it at all. You Didn't totally know where he was. did this on purpose. No, you think I'm that yeah. guy? You, you, think ha- I'm you the, had a jersey in your I'm backpack. You think I'm a thirsty fan and <laughs> Toronto sports fan where I'm no. just dying to get near LeBron James? No, I was just like, oh, LeBron That's James. That's very cool. That's cool. What was he doing? He's, he definitely was he looked at, that, at me. Uh, Hazleton Hotel having lunch there? He was there. Yeah, that's the spot. That's where it was. Because, you know, he was there with Fred and others. Was Fred there when you were there? Fred was not there. Full oh. entourage, black said hi car to Fred. right beside him. Fred, Fred. You would have said hi to Fred. I don't think I would have. No. Fred. I didn't want to be the thirsty Toronto sports fan. It's a problem in this city. That's kind of cool, epidemic. though. Good for it you, cool. man. Okay. Uh, if I'm being honest with myself, I picked that over Boston. Yeah. And the. Uh, the I kind of want to re rank some of mine, but what, I, it doesn't matter. You got the value pick there. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I'm on to my last pick. I only have a couple more options. I'm going to be presumptuous here. Oh, I'm gonna predict the very final game. No, I'm gonna be. Pre- I'm gonna predict that Pascal Siakam is in fact traded <gasps> to the Atlanta Hawks. 
And I'm going to go to the game on December 13th. Like, you're buying stock, right? I'm mm. buying these seats because no one wants the Atlanta seats. I'm using my mm. own money here. No one wants to go to this game. But guess what? It's going to be the hottest ticket in town Smart. because something's going to happen. At December 13th, Atlanta Hawks make their first appearance. Maybe Pascal Siakam will be wearing that jersey. Wow, and if Justin. you if, you know, crystal ball that, maybe it pays off in a big, big way. Clearly, I can't afford any of these games, no. but if I'm I'm playing the game a little bit, buying stock, maybe that game's worth something, and I will uh, use my last pick on a bit of a flyer. Okay, well, they do play back-to-back home games here, so if you miss Wednesday, December 13th, yeah. grab tickets for Friday, December 15th, and you might get Be to see spe- two, Pascal. The first show, as you know, with Chris Stapleton. Well, maybe not in this case because well, there was a monsoon last okay, night. It was worth it. But more valuable. Yeah, okay, well, I like that one. Um, I'm going to go with my last pick. March 20th. I knew I wrote March 20th for the reason. The beam team in town. Okay. My beam team. I was going to be like, I definitely don't have March 20th. Yeah. It's going to mean something to you, not me. It's just for the vibes, strictly the vibes. Love the beam team. I'd like to go see the beam team in real life. But I did see the the beam team this past season, and it just felt cool because I like the beam. Yeah. And you you gave me a beam. Did you you bring it with you? No, I didn't have it. You haven't been using that thing, eh? Nice gift. They're not playing basketball right now i don't just light the beam you know on a monday <laughs> just a, night just like a pre pre uh it's a calling if people yeah. see the beam they're like oh there's a king's fan in the city now i'm saving it for this year before bed it's skincare and lighting the beam <laughs> that's how you get ready okay uh yes march 20th the kings just because it's the kings so games we did pick we did not pick lowry in the heat i think you know what i i would pick them over the kings but you kind of made me feel bad about no, it. No, you have a personal pick. You're a big Lowry, Kings fan. Lowry in the Heat, uh, January 17th. That's one that we didn't pick, so there's a, there's a value pick. Kawhi and the Clippers. Yeah, I didn't January even consider January 26th. Because there's no promise he'll be there, no. let's be honest. And then DeRozan and the Bulls, November 24th and January 18th. So even though we picked 10 games, there's still a couple extras. Uh, that I had two others that me. you didn't mention either. Oh, which Golden ones? State's March 1st, oh, yeah. they're in town. And I, I would mean, like to get my mom tickets for that. Let's, let's be honest, if, if all things were equal, Golden State would be pretty high on the list. <laughs> I don't know if the Phoenix Super Team does anything to anyone, but November 29th. Which one? Phoenix Super Team that they got cooking uh, there. If they wear their Durant, new, if they Heel, wear some cool jerseys, like Booker. I mean, be, jerseys are important. You want to see this. good basketball? Yeah, maybe. But yeah, the Warriors won. I got to get my mom to go to a Warriors game because you know how she's a big fan. Um, you know, Ron and Jules will be there too, so it could be a fan morning show, family affair. Be a party court side. Okay, so maybe maybe there's a lot more games to tune into this year than we had anticipated when we looked at the schedule. Um, it's gonna be. It's gonna be. A year of storylines. Let's just put you it. You think? Uh, okay, yeah. that was that wasn't neither optimistic nor yeah. pessimistic, but it's just it's hope. I think it's hopeful. I think it's hopeful. Yeah. Anywho, let us know what game you want to go to. Someone yeah. gifts you courtside seats to any Toronto Raptors game this year. Which one are you going to? You know ours, so you can join us. That's the award. You get to sit with either Justin and I at one of these games. Mm. Let's take a break. We've got some A-list stuff to go through. Ben Schulman at 7 o'clock. And Sophie Schmidt in the next hour. All that's next on the Fan Morning Show. At 590 The Fan. Now it's time for the A-list. Bing bong. Bing bong. Bing bong. What's up, baby? 
All right, a bunch of things for the A-list today. Um, a early you better get going. Heads we got up. five minutes. Okay, well, bunch of things. You couldn't shut up about Shea Gilgis Alexander, so and how much you hate Jamal Murray. So I ran out of time. Uh, a quick heads up though, because we <laughs> we we for, kind of forgot that we're going to the Kings. Not forgot, but we oh, forgot to mention that we're going to the Kings Plate on Sunday. And we will be soliciting advice for horse race. We are betting. Betting. Like we're, I'm going to bring Sunday. my honeymoon fund and lay it all on the line on Sunday. Oh, I like that. Whether I'm informed or not, I will be placing bets. But I'd love to be informed. Yeah, so I, early call out for the sharks that know about horses, that know about the queen, king's plate. I keep saying queen's plate. Everyone I've been to is queen. The king's plate, the first one in 70 years, who... We should be betting on how mm-hmm. you do the trifecta, all the, you know, it's different. It's not like plus 100 is things you need to figure out. So early call out for that. We will recycle this later in the show. We will take your information later. We will read the names of the horses and I'm going with a gut. Like I'm straight up gut. I like the name of it. Boom. Placing money on it. So okay. there, is a, that. there is a Wickenheiser in yeah, the King's Plate. That's going to be And, and that will probably be bet on. But if you, if there's anything we should know. Let us know. This is your moment. Know. We always call for specialists. There is somebody listening that's a yes. specialist of the King's Plate. So anyway, we will chat with you. Thank you. Let us know. Um, okay. A couple things here. Uh, Tua. Tua is uh, making some headlines because he is funny guy. He's a funny guy. Um, he's making people laugh. Here is a podium post, I don't know if they were scrimmaging that day or if they were just doing a training camp, but talking to the media about how difficult it is to call plays in the huddle. And I'm stunned at, this is like, it's good, it's eye-opening. Here's Tua and talking to the media. Mm. I, I can give you guys a play, and then if you guys want to repeat it after me, as if you guys were in the huddle, you guys can. All right, should I go once or twice saying it? Once. Once? All right, we got North Right Clamp, South Fox, H Top Pass 38, Top Gumby XP Sweat. Let's go. Anyone? Can you remember one word of what he just said? Clamp, did he say? I think he said clamp. <laughs> I think he said clamp. Clamp, Fox? He, I, I thought I heard the word, I know I heard Gumby. Gumby? I did not hear Gumby. I certainly saw Gumby. I heard Gumby. All right, we got North Right Clamp, South Fox, H Top Pass 38, Top Gumby XP Sweat. Let's go. Oh, yeah. North Right. There's a sweat in there. North Right Sweat XP Gumby. Gumby Fox Clamp. Those are like the I highlights. Thought, I thought I said Fox already. You may have. He, did he say the word sweat? Yeah. Okay, so like basically we can call it an NFL it's like, it's, like, it's like one of those things where you, you see something different every time you watch it. Oh, my God. It, this, you hear something different every okay, time. Okay, one you... more time. Okay, just focus for a second. Close your eyes. All right, we got North Right Clamp, South Fox, H Top Pass 38, Top Gumby XP Sweat. Let's go. North Anyone? Right S Fox, Clamp, clamp Gumby right 38, fox. Right Fox. You can't just say Fox. <laughs> That's the only thing I'm hearing. Have you watched Quarterback or any of Quarterback? Yeah, but this is outrageous. Like, I can't. Under- it is outrageous. I think I just gave myself like a concussion trying so hard to remember that it reminds me of when i had to do concussion testing that's why really? where you have to, yeah you used to have to do concussion tests before you had a concussion you had to do a concussion test for a baseline this is oh, baseline you know. <laughs> and you had to remember these words and you had to play this like computer you have to do it in game. front of everybody no you, it was private quiet would, quiet room and you did this 45 minute concussion test online it saved your yeah Jeez. and then when you did get a concussion which i did multiple times you had to do the test until you were close to your baseline. And it was a lot of word repetition, like, okay, do you remember the word that flashed on the screen five minutes ago? I'm going to flash a bunch of words, and you got to remember them. So this is what it, yeah, that's, wow. yeah, hurts. 
I think you'd get it. I like. I think it would become. Nah, I don't no, no. Maybe it is a special. How do they? That's honestly is such a special talent to be able to do that. So shout out. Easier being a wide receiver where you just wait for like the. You animal. hear the word fox. Fox. Okay, that's like, animal. Fox. That's <laughs> me. <laughs> that's what I do. Okay. And thirty-eight must be my jersey number. I don't know. Goodness gracious. Um, okay, well, let's let's take a break because we've got a lot to come on our show. Um, I got a story about Baby Otani. For our There's chew. a baby Otani. Oh, it's forever. There's a tease for you. Stay listening for the story of baby Otani. Uh, but Ben Shulman will join us after the break. Uh, Red Series kicking off. It's a fun team to watch. Was cheering for them previously in the season, and now I must put my you know excitement level aside when I watch the Blue Jays hopefully dominate them a three-game series. Uh, Bobichet back in lineup Saturday. If you missed that, he called it himself. He said, I'm back. I'm on the plane. I'm headed down to Cincinnati for the series, so we'll get him back, and we'll go through all this with Ben Shulman. Burrio's on the mound tonight um, against an opener, so an opportunity for the Blue Jays to get ahead in the series. And then we'll talk to Sophie Schmidt uh, at the end of this hour, uh, Canadian national team, I guess, alumni. Is it the correct way to put it now? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Is Still it like Olympian? The, Are you a yeah. member forever? Olympic I think you're champion. a member forever. Yeah, I, I believe so. Okay, all that's come on the Fan Morning Show.